everyone, my name is Phil Friend and welcome to this, the latest edition of Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos in collaboration with our friends at RIDC, the Research Institute for Disabled Consumers. You're very welcome and I hope you enjoy the show. Today I'm delighted to welcome onto the programme Rosie Moriarty-Simmons, who I've, I think many of us know through her social media and various things of that sort. Um, I've never, um, apart from once, I met Rosie at a thalidomide conference. But let's start by asking Rosie to tell us a bit about herself. So, Rosie, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I'm a wife and mother and businesswoman who's also been an activist and campaigner for disabled people. Um, I was delighted when you asked me to take part uh, in this podcast because I love gadgets and gizmos. Mm -hmm. They make life an awful lot easier. But the reason I have to use them is because of my particular impairment, which the Latin description is four-limbed focomelia caused by the drug thalidomide. Mm -hmm. So that essentially means that I have foreshortened legs uh, above the average person's knee and uh, no arms, just two fingers protruding from each shoulder. Mm -hmm. So for those particular reasons, I do require quite heavily on any gadgets and gizmos that I can use to make my life a lot easier. Sounds great. So, so and you're a permanent wheelchair user? I am. I am a permanent wheelchair user. I use an electric-powered wheelchair, and even for that, I have to have the control box uh, raised up. Um, and as I say, I work um, three. I have three jobs in one, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an artist with the mouth and foot painting artists. I give inspirational talks, mm -hmm. and I'm involved, like yourself, in the media a fair bit. Right. So, thank you, Rosie. So let's um, let's now move on. But with the, with the complexity then of your conditions, managing the world around you must be pretty interesting. So. What's the first thing that you would want to share with us? What gadget or thing is it that you use that you really rely on that makes life a lot easier for you? Right. I think um, the first and most important thing that I rely on, I, I mean, it would perhaps seem strange to put it under a gadget, but it's an item that I use that is essential, and it's the single-use flexible straw. Right. And I know there's a huge debate and a huge argument about you know, saving the planet, which I too am interested in, but to enable me to drink independently, which means without somebody else having to hold the cup to my lips and then either drown me or, you know, choke me or throw it all over me, um, then I can drink when I want, only if I can use um, a flexible plastic straw. And I have already road tested every other straw that you could possibly imagine from you know, bamboo to stainless steel to glass, even pasta straws. And um, I've also used the biodegradable ones and paper straws. Well, the majority of the single-use plastic, single-use straws like paper and um, bamboo, um, that they are not actually pleasant to use. They're not flexible. Um, and if you were to use the wheat ones, if you have a wheat allergy, is stuck then as well. I have tried biodegradable straws, which are a brilliant second option, mm -hmm. but because they actually start to biodegrade the minute the air hits them, you can't use them in hot drinks. Right. Now, if you look to glass or stainless steel, 
Um, you can get bended stainless steel, but not not flexible. So if you need to use it at a different angle, that's not good. Glass, I nearly waterboarded myself with the glass ones because they were too thick. Right. And also it's dangerous on the teeth. So I have to say, oh, and silicon as well. Um, they're softer, but again, not necessarily flexible. But my biggest issue about using any other straw other than the flexible plastic ones is that you have to clean them and you can't always rely on other people to clean them to your standard. Yes. When I've used them, I've had issues with stomach problems. So I'm afraid I'm going to be sticking with my flexible friends. Am I right in thinking that the flexible ones have tiny little ridges in them to allow them to bend? Yes, absolutely. So you can add them straight if your cup is on a lower table. Yes. Or if it's you know, quite high up and you need to bend it, you can bend it. If you're lying down in bed, you can bend it. You know, a lot of people in hospital or, you know, who um, have to remain in bed for long periods of time, they, they literally, as it says on the tin, they are flexible. Yes, they're plastic, but that also means it's pretty because you can dispose of them. Um, and they're not that expensive either. No, I was just thinking that the ridges that you have in them, presumably that's the bit that you have to be particularly careful about cleaning because that's where debris... Um, yeah. That would be if you were to use um, other alternative straws like silicon that might bend. Right. But the, the plastic ones, literally, they are single use. So you use them you once. throw them away. Yeah. And then you dispose yeah. of them. Yeah. But other straws that are described as reusable straws are um, very difficult to clean. Yes. And um, they do cost a bit more. Um, and I've just, I just tried them all out and they just, they, they don't work for me and they don't work for many other disabled people. No. So the issue really there is... there are huge... Oh, sorry, I was going to say that the issue then is not so much whether... For you, they're the perfect solution, but what the manufacturers need to do is to find a way of biodegrading them, but not while you're using it. You know, you just... Yeah. It, well, it, this is it. I mean, you know, there, there are biodegradable ones, which are, which are fine for short-term use if you're just drinking water or a, a cold drink. But the ideal solution I suppose is that um, you know, there are lots of campaigns you know to sort of get rid of plastic straws and, and there's been legislation brought out in England mm -hmm. and soon in Wales and there's legislation in Scotland to ban plastic straws flexible plastic straws altogether and even now you know for the past 12 months you go to a pub or a restaurant or a coffee shop and ask for a plastic straw and they look at you as if you've just been been down from out of state and haven't heard about the plastic ban. Yeah. Um, but, and they don't appreciate that you actually need one. So it now means, on top of all the other gadgets and gizmos that I've got a cart around with me, I now have to bring straws as well. But yes. the ideal thing would be to halt any campaigns until a solution for disabled customers is found. Um, I suppose also, um, you know, for, for restaurants and hotels and entertainment places to keep a few plastic straws available behind the counter so if a disabled customer requests them they're there yeah but primarily i guess that the people who develop um develop stuff basically could develop um environmentally friendly plastic plastic straws that are suitable um for both hot and cold drinks sure sure
So, okay, so that's a very thorough review of the, the, the plastic straw re, uh, reusable or non-reusable plastic straw issue. What's the second thing that you'd like to talk about, share with us? I would love to share with you um, something that I've got is called a fork or cutlery holder. I just call it a fork holder around the house because it's a bit easier, but it's um, a very clever portable device with a magnet on the top. And on, onto the magnet I can attach, it has to be cheap cutlery. Cheap cutlery. <laughs> um, so that I can feed myself. <laughs> um, literally, the base, the whole item is made of stainless steel. And you've got a base that, although the, although the item can be a bit heavy, it needs to be to counterbalance the fork uh, and the food on the end of the fork. Right. So you've got um, a stainless steel base, which has to be large enough to counterbalance stuff. You've got a stainless steel rod, and then onto that there's like um, a nut with the magnet in the centre of it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the magnet um, has is, is the kind that you know when you close a kitchen cupboard. Yeah. Strong enough to do that, but not oh, so yes. strong that if you pull the fork off it, you send the food flying <laughs> across the <laughs> table. Um, it's that you basically then I would put the fork handle in my mouth. Yep. Scoop the food up, put it onto the top of the magnet, push the handle end of the fork away with my lip, and then that brings the food end around. That is so which I can then clever. Pop in my mouth that is so clever. Well, we'll um, reassure the listener that we'll have um, a picture of this and links to it for those of you that find that particularly useful. That sounds fabulous. That really it's is brilliant. very and so simple, isn't it? It's such a simple idea. Yeah. Um, the uh, one of my mouth painting friends from France um, had sent one over for another friend in England to use. And when I saw it, I said, I'm having that. <laughs> he said, you're not. I said, where did he get it? And he explained, and Serge from France sent one over for me. So it was given to me as a gift, but such a, a wonderful idea. It is a great so, idea. Uh, that one is my portable one. And then I've got a friend who makes gadgets and gizmos here in Cardiff for me I come up with the ideas and he makes them um, he made a more permanent one for use in the house right right that, that I've, sounds... I've actually got a little video clip of me using that oh. would that help send it to you well why not we'll see if we can get that up on online for people to see um, do you find Rosie do you find that other people with thalidomide are using it too I mean has this have you started a trend Myself and Tom, um, Tom Yendel, who's also a mouth painting artist and a thalidomide my friend, um, are the only two in our group that use it. Right. But there are a couple of the mouth and foot painting artists who that do, use it. That do. Use them. So where, um, your, where your arms and hands are, where you can't use your arms or hands easily, this, this would be a great idea. Absolutely brilliant. And, it, and it's, in the fact that it's portable means that you haven't got to take a big electronic gadget yes. um, to a restaurant or anything with you and take up the whole table. Yes. It literally, well, it goes hand in hand with a, another item. So I'm jumping on different items now. All right, well, we'll go to number three then. So we've dealt with the, the, really? the amazing I wasn't going to mention this one, but it <laughs> kind of works with the fork holder. But you, you have tables of different heights and you go, I don't know, to... An event you might get invited somewhere, 
and the table would be quite low. Mm-hmm. So if you've only got two fingers sticking out your shoulder like me to eat in the past, you used to mean you're bending down very low yeah. to get the food up to your mouth. And I was suffering, you know, suffering that way with indigestion and things. Um, and another friend I saw used... Not good Not good for your back either, having to twist no, around. Yeah. No, this is it. you're bending up and down. So it's not good for your digestive system, not good for your back. Mm. So... Um, Another friend of mine used to use just a, a an old quality street tin. Um, and then when I got to the stage of it, I found it difficult to hold a fork in my fingers. But halfway through the meal, they were just going to cramp and I'd have to get somebody else to help me. This The fork holder is brilliant. But with that, my husband made me, um, you, know, you know, the Lincoln shop, the kitchen shop? Yes. They have, it's like a little shelf that the legs can fold down. And it's designed to go in a cupboard to give you extra storage space for your tins and things. Right. So the fact that I've got fold-down legs, we thought, hmm, that would go in a handbag. Um, so to fill in the centre of the little shelf bit, we just got some cork tiling, some non-slip rubber matting, which you wrapped around the cork and put that into the base of this unit. Mm-hmm. So I can now put my plate and my fork holder um, onto that wherever I go to eat and hey home independent. Fabulous. So we've got the spoon and the sort of table raising devices as, yeah. as, a, as a double act. So whenever yeah, you go yeah. out, out of your rucksack come these two things, which enables you exactly. to eat out. Yeah, mine's not a dainty handbag. It's a rucksack on my back with all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, with all these gadgets in them. Okay, so we've got we so we've got um we've got the straw conversation yeah. we've got the spoon which is sounds brilliant and we've got the shelf for the table yeah. what 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 more is there to add to this extraordinary list well i could tell you about my bits of dowling rod or i could tell you about my mountain mover now what do you nice. think well you tell you 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 tell me what you think would be of the most use okay. um the, the mountain mover, I think, is pretty unique. Um, a mountain it, mover. It sounds, yeah, it's called mount, so mount as in mounting onto a horse. Yeah. Apostrophe N. Right. And then mover. Mountain oh, mover. okay. Which, when I explain that it's an American company that made it, that's where you get the mountain mover. A bit like Toys R Us, so yes, mountain mover. yes. I thought you were saying mountain mover, like moving, <laughs> moving. You're in Snowdonia, you know. You're moving Snowdonia. So. I'm in Cardiff. Yes, <laughs> the other end of Wales. You've moved Mount, you know, Snowdon close to your house. Moved mountains, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell us about it. What does this thing Sorry. do? So, um, made by an American company, um, and the, the company called Blue Sky Designs. So they came up with this wonderful gadget. And um, I believe there are other people in the UK who've got them now, but I searched for two or three years for a gadget that would attach to my wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So when I was out and about, if I wanted to paint or draw or look at my iPad or read a magazine or indeed even take photographs, yeah. that I could have one gadget attached to the wheelchair that I could interchange things. And I spoke to other people about it, and they go, ooh, they'd be very heavy. Mm. But anyway, this gadget called a mountain mover literally does that. You can attach it to the side of your wheelchair, yeah. or you can put it onto a, a walking frame um, or a tabletop. You've got a clamp, whichever you choose. Mm-hmm. But you can in- 
you can interchange different things to the top of it. So you've got your pole, sorry, which attaches to the wheelchair. Yep. You've got an arm that acts like a real arm with an elbow. Yeah. So you can push it away from you or pull it towards you. And then on the end of that, you can interchange different things so that you can have, like I say, a food tray or a book holder or a screen reader. Yeah. But I use it for my uh, iPad holder, uh, a book <laughs> holder. I've got a camera device that I can attach to it because that's one of my hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I've also got a Perspex lectern so that I can do some um, drawing or painting and sketching if I'm out and about somewhere. It sounds fantastic. What sort of price was it? Can you remember? It, right. Well, this, this is the, the sticking point. It did cost for all the bits that I wanted over a thousand pounds. Oh, right. Not cheap. So that's probably one of the more expensive uh, items. You know, the ones I've told you so far, one was a gift, another thing made together by my husband and the straws. Yeah. But Outer Move is perhaps something in the higher bracket. Yes. It is. It is um, something you know, maybe you know, kids in school could get them through you know, things that they need to enable them for their education, and maybe people through access to work could get them for their work-related things. But, you know, that's... Is, it, that's is the actual, the first, so the first bit, of the bit that clamps to your chair, and then the bit that yeah. has the universal kind of joint on it for the various attachments, is that... The, bit, the bit that clamps to your chair, it looks like it, it's... So imagine a square pole yeah. that goes into a square thing that is permanently attached yes, to your like chair. A bracket. You yeah. don't go around with the pole and all the other bits permanently attached. No. But to keep it rigid, the item that you slot those slot the pole into is permanently attached. Yes. And the various a- a- attachments obviously they co- I was just trying to work out the price that actually for the pole and the bit that attaches that I'm guessing is reasonably affordable it's when you start adding the various bits on so the added extra so you, yeah. you know when you go to buy a wheelchair sure and as an example I say to them well I won't need foot plates so how much are you going to lock off for that and they look at you <laughs> horrified but, yes. you know you might get 30 pounds of foot plate taken off yeah so each you know like you buy a car, you can have a high end car or you can have a low end car, but all the added extras cost extra. Yeah. So sadly, that is the downside. But for me, it was something I'd been looking for and finally found. And basically, sort of just discussing it with the people there, which is beautiful, that they listen and they say, oh, yeah, we, we actually have an attachment that would work for that, or we could make an attachment that would, would help you do that. I, I think, I think given given the limitations that your impairment causes to have mm. something like this, it's worth every penny, isn't it? Cause it's so, it sounds it, it as is. if I you can use it. I cannot tell you how many times it gets used. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. When, I, when I go and give my talk, I can, I don't have to sit behind a table. Um, not that I move around greatly when I, when I talk, but I've just got a little perspex le- lectin attached to the arm, which is attached to the bar. Um, and I can sit wherever in the room and, you know, give my spiel by using the slides that I've got on my iPad. Yeah, no, it make, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Well, that's very, very interesting. R- Rosie, we will make sure um, that the information about the mountain, not the mountain mover. Mountain mover. I can send you a link. Yeah. yeah, send me a link and I'll make sure that our listeners 
have have all the information they need to to look at that because it does sound like it could be brilliant for people with quite severe impairments particularly affecting their arms or hands and so on sounds yeah, great yeah. right well uh what can i say i i want to say a very big thank you to you rosie for giving us your time and sharing your thoughts about those things all of which i think our listeners will find really really useful so thank yeah, you you're absolutely so, welcome you're a you're a star thank you so much rosie it's been great talking to you Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Phil. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're a disabled person and want to appear on the show so that you can share your thoughts and ideas about the gear, gadgets and gizmos you use, please drop me a line. My email address is brinkburn at gmail.com or you can call Chris Lofthouse at RIDC on 020 7427 2460. And thank you once again for listening.